podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Razaban here for AFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. He's dropped his phone. Do you want to grab it? Uh, David, not Costa Rica this time, Ibiza? Yes, yeah. It was, uh, it was nice. It was a uh, nice little energy out there, good vibe. Very relaxing, very tranquil. Yeah, connecting. And the rest. And the rest, and the rest. At least the weather's nice here. The, weather, the, weather's, the weather's nice here as well. I got back late last night. I think I'm sliding back out on Monday, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm looking for more tranquility. You're next week, 14th July. You know what that means for you? Go for it, Gunn. It's, it's a date of some, some, some significant date of some description. Ten-year anniversary when you fought Derek Chisora. Yeah, it goes quick. It goes quick. Ten years. It's been a it's been a journey. It's been a up and down, rolling around. It's been a it's been a journey. But here we are. I'm I'm now going to be talking about his fight against Pulev. You know, I would never have thought that ten years later, you know, he'd still be boxing. You know, and boxing and filling up the O2 Arena. You know, main event. You know, he's the A side of a main event against someone that's beaten him before. It's, the world's the world's the world's a, a fun place if you manipulate it to be so. Crazy to think that since those losses, obviously from yourself with Fury, with Vitali, he seems to have got better and better over time, over a period of time. He's aged like a wine. He really has. He definitely, he, he seems to learn from his mistakes. And I think it's what he does and how he lives his life um, between fights now. You know, if he would have lived the life he's living today, 10 years ago, he'd have been a much bigger force. And he may have, the fights that he, he did well in, he may have won. You know, but you know, you, you, we all live and learn, and you know, he's definitely uh, maximising what he has at the age that he is. And um, I'm anticipating a, a great fight tomorrow night. You know, Pulev's a, a world-class op- op- opposition, and he has you know solid, solid jab. He's a big, strong, burly, rough man who isn't afraid. And uh, Derek Chisora, you know, he can uh, he can get inside, and he can really make it very, very awkward and difficult for, for Pulev. Everyone says every time Derek Chisora fights, it's a must win, it's a must win, it's a must win. What is it? Is it, is it a must win? Is it how he loses? You know, how do you see this? I, I don't really look at it that way. You know, he's lost his last three fights. He's lost 13 professional fights. Usually someone is, would be considered on the scrappy. But the fact that he pushed the unified, the current unified heavyweight champion, you know, uh, a, few, a couple of years ago to the absolute wire to the point where everyone's worried about the scorecards shows that he's an elite heavyweight and you have to be super elite world level to be able to beat him and you know is Pulev you know he's had Pulev's had his opportunity on two occasions against uh, Vladimir Klitschko and Andy Joshua fell short is he the is he going to be the guy to go out there and absolutely drill uh, Derek Chisora and stop him he wants to do that I'm sure but Derek isn't that easy to knock out you know not many people have done it uh, David, obviously, just moving away from this fight, uh, Joshua Usyk is not far away now. I just want to get your comments first. Johnny Nelson said, uh, I don't know if you heard, Usyk is an average Southpaw. I'm sure he didn't say it in that context. No, Johnny Nelson is a, uh, is a master of, uh, of boxing, particularly uh, long-range boxing, who is a, a good Southpaw himself. So he's, he's definitely, I don't believe he believes it was a, he's an average uh, Southpaw. He is, the, the, was, was the undisputed cruiserweight and he's now the unified heavyweight. So if you consider that, uh, there's nothing average about what he does. He's, you know, 
he's extraordinary in what he does and I definitely feel um, you know he was Johnny Nelson was probably trying to get a couple of headlines from saying that but he's uh, I, I think if Anthony Joshua pushes the pushes the rules you have the rules in for instance last time AJ was in was in close quarters with Usyk he stopped doing everything and they clinched like this stood up just as tall as this and waited for the referee to say break and then they respectfully stood back and then came back and no that, that doesn't work in this guy when he's inside as soon as U6 heads anywhere near him he needs to be clubbing it with whatever he can forearms elbows if he's not saying it, if I said it earlier on if he hasn't had a point taken off him he's not trying hard enough he needs to go, he needs to, the, the line's here, you need to just be over the line to the referee says you can't do that. Stop trying to choke him out. Whatever it takes, he's just got to use the big physical specimen that he is to just drain as much energy out of Usyk. Because once, once Usyk has lost that snap and that spring in his step, you know, AJ's then got a very, very good shot of stopping him. D- David, a lot of people say new trainer he's been, by the time they get in the ring it'll be almost 11 months different country that pressure that he, it's almost a must win fight for Joshua or these heavyweight titles ty- we always say that but Mike's a must win fight from the, from the perspective that the titles he might not get that shot he's ever had is a must win fight you know, you know no one accepts that this fight oh, I can lose this fight it's alright no every fight for every fight is a must win fight unless you're a journeyman then it's not but anyone particularly if the world champions and looking at being a world elite fighter you have to win the fight and um, I, I definitely feel a fresh uh, sometimes a fresh change is you know is good you know as long as he whoever's in his corner I don't know exactly what he's got who's saying what but as long as he doesn't fight like he fought last time like in any way whatsoever at all he just he just needs to get into range smartly not take any stupid shots in the way in and get very very physical very very early and get the smaller man winded get him winded early don't let him bounce around and don't don't give him that thing double jab your way in clinch bang 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 lean on him look at like watch how Lennox Lewis used to fight some of these these smaller guys or Tommy Morrison even Mike Tyson or you know he he used his size he used his weight always leaning on the back of him you know, I didn't see uh, AJ do that once you know so I hope that he's got sparring partners lined up and he's in his and his coach is saying you've got two rounds to get this guy out and whoever it is, he's, he's got to get him out in two rounds. He needs to have that psycho, I'm going to knock you out mindset. Because um, if he wants to start, okay, you jab, I stay back and, de- 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 and tries to get clever, he's going to be out-clevered by the cleverer fighter. So don't play the game of the cleverer fighter. Just be the bigger, stronger, more athletic, the harder-hitting fighter and apply that. It sounds easy as I'm saying it, but it ain't. But if he practices to do it, he can do it. He's that type of malleable fighter who can do anything. He's, a, he's, an, he's an amazing athlete. You could teach him how to, I don't know, do any sport and he'll be able to do it. So he's a great boxer, world champion boxer, multi-time world champion. He just needs to grab this little guy and rough him up. Grab this little guy and rough him That's up. What he's got to do. And he's a great little guy, but you've got to grab him. Whether you're great or not great, grabbing a little guy and leaning on him, do that five or six times around. You know, the referee says, you do it one more time, I'm going to take a point. You go, okay, 
if it goes to the points, you ain't going to really win on points to this guy. So forget about going to points and winning on points. You've got to stop him. If his life depended on it, if they had a gun to his head or his family's head to say, you're going to either win this, if you, if you, if you lose this fight, you, everyone's going to die. That's the mindset he's got to have. But intelligently, don't run at him like a kamikaze, like an idiot. But that's the mindset he has to have with every sparring session. Is this sparring session going to get me any, any more of a chance to win this fight here? So if he's thinking of any touching jabs and flicking bats, they ain't going to do nothing. You mentioned that Lennox Lewis, the last undisputed heavyweight champion. Uh, currently, Hustafu is retired. He, he's still with the BBC about. Retired. Is he not? Have they taken his WBC title off him? Not yet. Then he's not retired. When his tired WBC title was taken off, then he's retired. He's currently the current WBC heavyweight champion of the world. He wants 500 million. Realistic? I don't know. If someone's willing to pay him, if he can find someone to pay it, then yeah. David Haig type bank balance? No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's a half a bill. That's just a bit, a bit much for me. But um, if someone's willing to pay it, good luck to him. He deserves it. If someone's willing to pay you whatever it is, you deserve that money because you're getting paid that money. I, I don't take it that seriously, though, to be honest. You don't? No, no. It's something, something you say for you to ask me and then everyone else to ask everyone about that thing. And it's going to be what it's going to be. So. But he says, I'm retired and... Okay, if you wanted to get me out if he's retired then give up the WBC belt until someone's done that it's all just talk so no he's not retired until he gives up the, the title because he's the current champion he can say what he wants I, I, I retired I, I, when I unified WBA WBO and WBC belts I then said I'm moving up to heavyweight and I gave up those belts I contacted all the governing bodies and said there you go I'm giving up my titles someone else can fight for them now because I'm going to heavyweight no, somebody said I'm going to heavyweight and not doing that and holding on to the belts. No. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, David, just final one. I know you've fought on these thriller cards before in the past uh, with your friend Joe Fournier, uh, who's in love at the moment, I see. Um, Jake Paul, Hasim Rahman Jr., he's fighting a proper boxer this time. If he wins, can we finally give him the props? Can who give him the props? Us, people in boxing. Yeah, he, he deserves a lot of credit if he beats a legitimate boxer whoever that boxer is and for a a, a, a heavyweight champion's son what's his record what's that seem what's his he's 13 and 1 I think he's definitely lost his last fight he's only had one loss 12 or 13 fights he's a proper, he's a proper boxer from a proper boxing family so I, I, th I think they wouldn't have taken the fight. You know, BJ Flores is very, very strategic. He's, very, he's, a, he's a tactician. He, he gets, he understands styles. So he understands Jake Paul. And he said to me, from, since he's been training him, he's the real deal. And I've watched sparring sessions of his. And I'm like, that's not who, I, who everyone thinks he is. I know he's a, he's a real boy. And if he wins the fight... Everyone will then know. I kind of already know it, but everyone else will be able to see it um, come fight night. Okay, David, you say you want to keep it short and sweet too because you have to go, but anything you'd like to add before you go? Oh, have a nice day or night. You sure? <laughs> I'm, trying to drag this. I'm, I'm just trying to. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm all good. good. David, hey, IFL TV, thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.